0: Kenny Hsu is an author and a journalist, and he is the president of Color Us United. He's also been the lead uh, source, I guess, for information on the Harvard discrimination case. Um, and we have talked to him about this a number number of times. We've talked about his book, An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy. Again, president of Color us United. Joining us to talk about something a little bit different today, but I think we'll work some of that in as well. Kenny Shute, thanks for joining us once again here in Cleveland. How are you, sir?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me again.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. I always enjoy uh, not only talking with you, but I hear you and see you in other places on television and uh, it's uh it's, I always learn a lot whenever I listen to you. Um before we get into the subject of uh the California school that we are uh uh we're supposed to be talking about here and the anti communist posters that were uh that were denied uh due to uh due to uh Freedom Week, <laughs> which is ironic enough. I, are you familiar with David Bernstein, professor from Yale in his book um uh about uh racial classification.
1: Um you know, I've heard of his name, okay. but I have not been formally connected. I'll give anytime. you, yeah,
0: I'll give you the thumbnail sketch here because I want to get your thoughts on it because he covers a lot of ground that, that you talk about uh, a lot in your book and in and in, in, uh, in, in some of the articles that you have written as well. His book is called "Classified: The Untold Story of Racial Classification in America" and about how, quite frankly, it's time for the United States to uh, to declassify, if you will, when it comes to race to actually uh, kind of embrace the separation of of race and state because classification of races um, is is un- Uh, You know, it is done ostensibly, according to a lot of people, to try to achieve equity and make sure that everybody of every different uh, ethnicity or racial classification has the same opportunities, etc., etc. But the reality is um, uh, it's unfair to, to everyone, particularly when you say Asian. Asian can mean anything from Pakistani to Philippines to China to Korea to Vietnam and so on and so forth, but everybody just gets lumped in as Asians. It's not fair to classify people of of any uh, different race or similar ethnicity or region of the world in such a way. So we talked a little bit about um, meritocracy, something you write and talk about a lot as well, Mm -hmm. and about how... You know, it, it it's unfortunate that discrimination happens in the name of racial classification. Some people are not given the same opportunities as others because they don't meet that racial classification. That's one of the things that he writes about. So I just thought I'd get your thoughts on that, about whether or not, you know, maybe eliminating racial classifications not forcing people to check am i you know asian or pacific islander am i caucasian am i black slash african-american and so forth on applications you know loan applications job applications and so on and so forth maybe we'd be better advanced as an american society if we got rid of those altogether. what are your thoughts
1: yeah maybe maybe we would um i've always been in support of Lowering the of lowering the prevalence of race in our society as much as possible. I think eliminating the racial classification standard on the U.S. census I think is the first step that we can do this. Um, but we have to be realistic. Look, the U.S. government is not going to eliminate the racial classification standard anytime soon. The reason why is because the left, academia, and media is so bent on using the racial classification standard as a proxy for all sorts of things. Um, for example, the racial oppression narrative. If we get rid of racial uh, classification, then that means the left will not have will not be able to use the data and exploit data in service of a racial oppression narrative. So they're going to fight extremely hard, um, usually making arguments as to why America is still a racist country, for why we should still have racial classification. Um, so I see that as, unfortunately, not being a realistic opportunity right now, um, but I do hope to eventually create a society, um, and my group, Colorists United, is in charge of this, but I do hope to eventually create a society where racial classification becomes less and less of a factor in our country.
0: One more follow-up to that, Kenny Shu. Uh, and again, this is something you've discussed many times, so I apologize if it's redundant, the question, but why so many people are so quick to identify themselves as a racial minority if white privilege is so pervasive in this country and and as i discussed with david bernstein whether it's elizabeth warren proclaiming she's uh you know cherokee uh and she's not or you know rachel dolezal who's white pretending to be she's uh, pretending to be an african-american or people embracing whatever they can to say look at me i'm a minority if if White privilege exists as much as we are told that it does. Wouldn't people want to? Wouldn't it be the other way around? Wouldn't people who are minorities say, "No, I'm white. Really, I swear, I'm white. Hook me up."
1: Yeah, it's really funny because when we talk about Asian Americans, and I often do with my new book, "An Inconvenient Minority," which talks about Asian Americans and how they inconvenience the less critical race theory narrative in our country. Um, the, the fact is, Asian Americans right now are not trying to identify as white. They're trying to, a lot of woke Asian Americans right now are trying to express solidarity with the black community and um, express solidarity as a person of color and fight for diversity. These are not things that, are, that, that a person who understands the system to be a white privileged system would say, right? Um, there, The reality is we don't have, the, the privilege in our country actually comes from identifying a certain victimhood category. In fact, one study, which I'm not sure is true, uh, I want to clarify. But as many, as much as one third of white applicants identify themselves as Latino in college application surveys. Um, now I still have to look at that uh, that data set to see if that's really true. But the point is, people aren't 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 uh, crawling to identify as white these days in this country. They're really crawling to identify themselves as some sort of victim category because they know they're going to get artificial preference because of that identification.
0: Yeah, that is exactly right. That's very well said. And, um, we're talking with Kenny Hsu once again. And, uh, Kenny is the author of An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy, President of Color Us United. I have Color Us United and I think even the book link both on my webpage right now at alwayswrite.us, Us. So make sure you check out Kenny's work on both of those things. Let's, let's pivot to this, uh, topic that we reached out to you on today. Uh, A small community college, I assume it's small because it's a community college, but a community college in California uh, is the subject of a federal lawsuit filed by students who say they were denied the opportunity to display posters that opposed communism. And apparently communist posters are welcome at the university, or at the college rather, Uh, but anti-communist flyers had to go. Uh the goal of the lawsuit they say is to ensure that everyone has the right to free expression. Uh Young American uh uh Young Americans Foundation has um Uh, published a statement uh, uh, on this uh, claiming, quote, YAF will not sit idly by as college administrators continue to stomp on the First Amendment rights of conservative students in the name of diversity and inclusion. So there are those words again, Kenny. What are your thoughts on a university saying, hey, we welcome all kinds of great free independent thought except for that with which we disagree?
1: Yeah, diversity and inclusion sounds really inclusive, doesn't it? Sure. The whole... whole this is. Have you, I don't know if any of the people who are listening here, and I'm sure many have, have read Herbert Marcuse's "Repressive Tolerance," uh, but it's an essay he wrote in 1965. And Herbert Marcuse is a communist Frankfurt School thinker, one of the founders of critical theory in our country. And basically, he argues for the suppression of speech in which that he finds reprehensible, which is, of course, anti-communist speech. Um, he views this is necessary for engendering the communist revolution, because, you know, this, this idea of tolerating all viewpoints uh, is just going to create and propagandize the Western hegemonic narrative of capitalism. Therefore, we need to take away the viewpoints propagating this kind of thing. And a lot of this protest against free speech comes from Marcuse's work. Um, and this Young America's Foundation protest for Freedom Week falls directly in line. These students are simply just exercising their right to speak about the values in the country that they love and they care about. And yet all of these leftists are shouting them down, while all of these leftists are demanding platforms to be able to speak their philosophy. (laughs) If you're going to have a free speech culture in our country, you have to do it for both parties. But the left only wants free speech for them, not for views that they disagree with.
0: And you know, when you say both parties, Kenny, um, I, I feel like that's that's just too narrow um, because we're really into ideologies now, uh, not just party talking points or partisan talking points. I mean, I feel like at, at most college universities today, and I don't care if it's Harvard or if it's this what is it cozy community college or whatever it is in, in California. I feel like a student standing up and proclaiming and pounding the desk in support of Marxism and literally teaching and quoting, uh, you know, from the Communist Manifesto. I, I feel like that person would be celebrated and not just tolerated, but celebrated for, you know, being Uh, Willing to, to, you know, to express their strong views on this. And that's what the First Amendment is all about. But if somebody stood up next to him and tried to refute every one of those points, that person would be accused of intolerance. And that person would be shouted down and told to sit down and stop trying to, uh, you know, to marginalize this other person um here in the united states of america where we know and we have studied and we have tried to teach how many millions of people have died under the boot of communism and marxism that they were just so completely backwards in terms of what we tolerate and what we celebrate right
1: and it just goes back to this marcusa essay repressive tolerance yeah the idea of tolerating all viewpoints is not what we should do in this country in fact we should be propping up communist viewpoints and silencing those who disagree. That is the progressive viewpoint these days. This is why they come up with this term hate speech, right? Because supposedly the speech that is free, that is made by people, but does not fit in their ideology can now be classified as hate speech. And hate speech is not protected by the First Amendment, according to the left, which is wrong. It's not true. Hate speech is protected by the First Amendment. I can tell you, when I was in college at Davidson College, and I said things like, hey, what about um, how do you guys feel about uh, redistributing the top 10% of GPAs to the bottom 10%, you know? <laughs> uh, give, just, given, just given that and many people disagreed, some people called what I said hate speech. And they were able to use this justification to attempt to silence me. It, it's It's just, this is the culture on campus. You disagree with the left, they call you hate speech, they try to to, to to take out your free speech away from
0: you. Well that's the that's the very nature of it. I mean what a great example that you just gave too. You know, if they don't like it it's called hate speech. And 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 that's why they say hate speech is not protected by the First Amendment. You must be silenced. That's precisely why the First Amendment exists. The First Amendment doesn't exist to protect speech with which everyone agrees. If it did, if, you know, if that was the case, we wouldn't even need it. Everyone would always say flowery, wonderful things that everybody agreed upon. It's to protect things that people don't want to hear, don't like to hear, don't agree with, or find offensive. That's precisely why we have a First Amendment. And it's remarkable, to, uh, remarkable to me that more people don't understand that. Particularly in academia, and and I guess I should say remarkable, kind of ironically, because I think they do, but they're just their their ideology drives them, not their not their understanding and not their common sense. Kenny Shue. Oh, and
1: and are yep. go ahead, sir. And they're scared, and they're scared because the DEI industry is going after them as well.
0: That's very true as well. Uh, check out Kenny Shue's book. It's an inconvenient minority: the attack on Asian American excellence and the fight for meritocracy. And also check out the webpage, Color Us United. Color Us United. Kenny is the president of that organization, which is attempting to essentially uh, erase uh, you know, the the, um, uh, the, uh, the classifications that we were talking about with David Bernstein. Uh, Kenny believes what I believe, that a colorblind society is the best society, one which is fair and of opportunity for everyone. Kenny, thanks so much for the work you do. We appreciate it, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525.